Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you are listening to this podcast. Joe blogs about films, a weekly podcast as we discuss films. But this week, it's a little bit different. I promised, uh, I think I mentioned it on last week's show, sorry, they'll be focusing on a TV show. And and we will be touching on TV shows as the weeks go on, as we keep doing this podcast. Uh, But this week, I'm very excited to uh, to actually do this one, because this is a TV show that really got me through lockdown. And we're going to be focusing on episode four of the best episodes of The Office. And I'm joined this evening by my good friend, Edward Joe Steele. Thank you ever so much, mate, for coming on. I, I know as a as a huge Office fan, God, this this must be just the greatest night of your life. Indeed it is. Thank you for having me on, mate. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, discussing a fantastic series. M- might I add, though, it is the US Office that we're discussing. Yes. Uh, and not the UK version. That is true, yes. Although I do, I like I like the UK to an extent. I do like because I'm I'm a fan of Ricky Gervais. I stand by, as I'm sure you will as well, that the US version of The Office is so so superior. I do, yes. I I think I, I think I, I think they're two completely different shows. I know the the pilot episode uh, shares more or less the same script, um, and I love UK comedies as on a whole. Yeah. I do prefer uh, UK writing, but I feel like this is the only time. Um, the US has taken a, a British idea um, and turned it into something something of itself, really. It's so incredible that, you know, I don't think you can compare it to the original Office. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, for, list, for listeners who have never seen The Office, this is going to be a very spoiler-filled discussion uh, because we are going to be talking, as mentioned, about the best episodes, and we can't really do that without spoiling them. Uh, so if you've not seen... Any of it? I mean, we're not going to be touching on much of season eight or nine. Um, so, so, does that mean we're not spoiling the ending? Should we'll, we leave we'll, the ending? We'll just surprise? we'll not spoil the ending at all. We'll not mention. We'll just say that the final episode of The Office is fantastic, isn't it? Let's be honest. The last episode is it fantastic. Is, it is very good. And actually, Joe, I didn't watch it for a very long time because one, I didn't want the Office experience to end for me. So I know yeah. I, I, I put off the last episode for a very long time. Um, but it is a very good episode. It I think is. that's all I'll say from that, really. Um, I think, actually, it's a very good episode in comparison to most of eight and nine, really, because yeah. I think, um, as you agree, I think it does, although it's still good eight and nine, it does tail off, doesn't it? It really does. It sadly does. And I think that they, they rode their luck a little bit because season eight, um, we'll touch on, obviously, the changes in, in the dynamics of the office, but mm. season eight, I thought was still okay. I thought we still had some very, very good moments and some great casting choices, but season nine, um, I don't really have much nice thing. Not, not like I'm sat there completely slating it. I just think that it's never one that I will ever rewatch. I've tried rewatching some of season nine and I just, I just can't do it. I think it's just a bit poor. I think that's very fair to say. Yeah. So for, for listeners who are, n- are not aware of what the office entails, it is literally just a bit of a, uh, a mockumentary, if you will, of everyone's favourite paper company, Dunder Mifflin. Um, it'd be interesting, actually, Joe, to to t- to say uh, to let us know how you first encountered The Office. What did you did you start from the very beginning, or did you jump in a few seasons in? No, I I um, I don't know. It was just uh, I've been a massive fan of the UK series. Um, I was always told that the US version was better, and it was a surprise because you you've seen how. America have uh, dealt with, you know, the in-betweeners or uh, Shameless or any other series that um, that the UK has had. Uh, it's just not transferred well to an American audience, has it? 
no, no, um, no. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't even really watch the UK version of the Inbetweeners. Or I mean, I've seen a bit of Shameless, but I know to just stand, just to stay completely clear of those you know, two US takes. There's a very, it, there's two very interesting pilots of uh, the U, the US Peep Show, which is, uh, I think, a whole argument. Uh, well, a whole uh, topic in itself, really, how the US takes a, a, a British idea. But I do. Uh, but I did hear about the U.S. office, and I was I was intrigued really mm. on uh, how they could make it uh, a better series, and I, I was not disappointed really. Because one of the things, because I, I I as I said at the start of this podcast, listeners, I only I only binged it all during last lockdown, and I think that's because when you told and you referred to watch stuff a little bit like my friends are telling me to watch Parts and Wreck a lot, which I will get around to watching because I've heard none, just so many good things. Yeah. Like, very very um yeah not not so much negative things about it but with the office i think because there was that many seasons it kind of like um i don't know like you sometimes feel a bit daunting isn't it to just kind of sit down and find oh, the time course, yeah. um but i'm glad i did because it, it, it is yeah it's a very very good tv show and, and it has become one of my all-time favorites it's very easy to go back to like it is with friends and we've touched on friends as well uh, yeah. uh, on my radio show at red red fm which kind of was the idea behind this to talk about the best episode so we will dive into it listeners but i just wanted to get a little bit of you know background on the office and where we first kind of you know started watching it and uh yeah of course yes good to note as well that the first series is great but i think i think if uh you're slightly put off by the first series it's definitely worth persisting yeah. with it because it only gets better doesn't yeah. it beyond beyond that they, they say that um because like I, I i thought the first season was okay and everyone says the same thing just get through the first it's only six episodes as well season one just get through the six episodes and it just it just goes and i remember uh reading um is it? It's Paul Feig. Paul Feig, is it? Sorry, that directed *Bridesmaids*, who did a lot of the *Office* episodes. I believe that's his name. He said that the 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 episode. Well, essentially, it was. Um, yeah, Paul Feig. Sorry. So he he said that it was on the borderline, I believe, of being cancelled. Um, but then Steve Carell did the forty-year-old virgin, and that's when his popularity just like shot up, and it kind of kept the series yeah. alive. Um, and he says that the one of the episodes where things shifted in terms of the audiences really kind of getting on board with these characters was the Office Olympics episode, yeah. which is a very good episode as well. I think one of my favourite things about The Office, which I've discovered on re-watching a lot today, because we were discussing prior to this uh, podcast episode, uh, listeners, that we were, we, were, we were saying we were going to watch a few of the favourites, the, cla- the claims to the, be the best ones. And what I love so much about The Office is where you've got a plot... Like the episode can be about one thing, but there's always a subplot, and that subplot as well is just as important as the main thing that's happening. It's so 100%, brilliant. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think the reason as to why I've it's completely slipped my mind. But the Office Olympics one, because obviously Jim's essentially in charge, and him and Pam set up the Olympics. But yes. is it's something to do? There's a reason that Dwight and uh, Michael are not in the office, and I can't for the life of me remember what I, it is. I, I can't. I can't put it. Uh, yeah, I can't remember either. I'm just um, going to have to double check, I think, because yeah, I was definitely. watching the uh, one of my favourites today, the uh, the injury episode. Um, Fantastic episode, yeah. And I think there's a there's a similar subplot in that. Or I might be getting mixed up with another one where, um, oh no, no, sorry, it was the Survival Man episode 
where the episode is entitled Survival Man. This is a perfect example of The Office doing this great subplot. So you've got the Survival Man is the name of the ep- episode, and Michael wants to go off and do, you know, be in the wilderness with the wilds. So Dwight takes him out there. In the meantime, he leaves Jim in charge, and there's yeah. all this, like, absolute mayhem kicking off because he wants to do, like, a big birthday celebrations together instead of doing... He just wants to do one big joint birthday rather than yeah. individual. And I love that. Like when it comes together at the end and Michael's like, oh, I could have told you that, that, that weren't going to work. This, that, yeah. and, and I just found it just like those kind of moments between the characters like Jim and Jim and Michael there, even though at times Jim and Michael might not get on. I just love the fact that there is that kind of like almost human moments between them, which is what makes The Office so relatable. Oh. Of course, yeah. And also that actually brings me on to an idea I had earlier. I watched the episode The Client earlier, which is episode seven of series two. And it's where um, Dunder Mifflin get this uh, client who possibly could bring in a a lot of big business uh, for Dunder Mifflin. Lots of paper being sold. And from the get-go, it seems like Michael is sabotaging it by changing the meeting venue to a Chili's, telling... uh, jokes inappropriately talking about jan's um divorce you know talk making it very personal and then right at the end of the episode um you know they they get the business because this client warms to michael so much and it's it's that type of thing is has michael accidentally stumbled up the corporate ladder or is this something very um or does he know what he's doing you know i think that's such a, a Big question I've always had, you know, talking about how Michael came in after that episode of being, you know, the survival man and went, yeah, I could have told you that. You know, it's like, does he know what he's doing (laughs) or has he just accidentally stumbled into his job? It's it's one of the many, many questions that you can you can revolve around with Michael because he's such a. I mean, a lot of my, some of my friends as well will say when they rewatching it, they hate Michael's character for for most part because he, he does come. I mean, he has those moments when he's obviously very selfish, very um, just not 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 reading the room almost, and and very much overstaying his welcome at times and just kind of pushing it a little bit. But there's that sense. Of, I mean, he, he just wants to be. He just wants to be liked, doesn't he? That's the that's the, that's his ultimate downfall. And I think that's one reason why. Um... They, they changed Michael's character after the first series because yeah. the first series, they modelled him so kind of on the UK version. And the Definitely. UK version's fine yeah. for what it is because UK comedy is, you know, there's a man who is so unlikable and you're laughing at really at how kind of cringy and awful he is, you know. Yeah. I think that's the type of thing. But if you're making a huge series based on that, you, you want to have some moments of their character that, are likable and i think that's why they adjusted michael scott's character from season two onwards to be to have this almost very likable element about him this there's something he does some awful things and some ridiculous <laughs> things but at the end of it all you do want him to succeed you do want him to do well you think as he's sabotaging this meeting in the club uh client not purposefully i think just accidentally because of how he is there is part of you that wants him to do well, as I think yeah. in the UK version, I think you're just laughing at someone who is just not the nicest of person. You know things are going to crumble for him. Yeah. But but there is something very likable about Michael Scott. Yeah. Uh, Michael Scott is definitely probably one of, probably my favourite character of The Office. I mean, you can argue that Dwight as well is incredible. Um, I, I, I love Creed as the dark horse, I call him. Creed Creed's is fantastic. Creed's a fantastic character. Um, but with, uh, with Michael Scott, uh, you know, touching on, you know, him, we want him to do well. 
I mean, there's that great story in season five, uh, the Michael Scott Paper Company. And I feel that after everything that we've been through with Michael, that was almost like we won that one as well with him because, yeah. you know, you think about the episode, The Deposition, I believe it is, it's called, the one where he has to go and make, you know, the the, the statement for Jan about the whole yeah. her being wrongfully sacked. Um, and that episode, I always finish that episode feeling the same. I always just, my stomach just, I feel so like empty for Michael a little bit because he's yeah. put through such a roller coaster in that episode that he goes there thinking he's under control completely. Uh, does his usual Michael thing, gets in a that's what she said joke, which kind of throws the entire meeting off as as it would do. Um, but I just remember at the ending when, you know, when they're reading out his diary and stuff and everyone's reading his diary and then, you know, he... David Wallace, obviously, it comes out that he's saying that he wouldn't, he was never going to get the said promotion in the first place, and yeah, it just feels like after that episode, you're like, why is this? Why is Michael still working for this company? And then to get his own back at the, you know, the episode with the Michael Scott Paper Company, those three or four episodes uh, with guest star appearance of Idris Elba. Um, yes, boss, yeah. great boss to hate, great boss to hate. Um, I yeah, just found definitely. I found that just lovely, and and I, I remember remember talking to yourself about it last year when I first watched it. Just a just a real good feel factor that isn't it that episode or those it episodes. Is, there's a real um payoff for michael isn't there um you root for him throughout i think there is something there is a naivety to his character isn't there that he, yeah he, he thinks one thing but he's sometimes not in reality which which again feeds the argument that actually he stumbled into the job he has yeah. but, but then again some of the some of the way he conducts his business and the way he sells paper, you know, when it when it actually matters, it, there is an element of him that knows what he's doing. So yeah. it's such a it's such a tug of war in your mind of is he accident is is he just accidentally good or does he know what he's doing? You know. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I I love it though. I say, and 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 as I say tonight, listeners, today even or whenever you listen to this podcast, we are uh, talking about the best episodes, and we've touched on a good number of episodes there. In fairness, but we haven't actually mentioned any of like the big guns to quote, um, which yeah. you're always going to get the same ones. I think always get thrown up. Um, we'll start with, uh, I, I, well, we'll start with those four that I sent that screenshot of today. The the, the picture yeah. of where there's always a debate of you can only lose one or you can only keep one of these episodes, and they were. The Dundies, the first in season two, the first one with the Dundies, which is again, there's some really lovely moments in that episode. Um, the second one was the the uh, the convict, which again I rewatched that one today because I again forgot about that episode and how funny it actually was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's of course Threat Level Midnight, which we've got to talk about that a little bit more later, and the brilliant dinner party, which is arguably for a lot of people and a lot of articles that are read and I'm sure you've read today online is dubbed yeah. the best office episode, which it was, I was curious as to maybe why that is. Cause it is great. I think it's a very good episode, but I almost think it's like it gets its number one slot because I would say that could work as the UK version as well. It's that is a very, very cringe humor episode, isn't yes, it? It's not. Course. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, there's a lot of cringe humor in that. Um, it's interesting that, um, one of those episodes is only uh, set in the office, the actual office. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's which just is true. The convict. Um, yeah. I know Threat Level Midnight is filmed around the office, but mainly it's, it's about the film. I think when I, because I, I watched the series without reading anything online, you know, yeah. originally, I watched it years ago and I, I didn't read anything online about articles. And then people say, what's their 
favorite episode. And when dinner, dinner, uh, the dinner episode came up, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that is a good episode. Mm. Yeah, but when I when I think about, I suppose in all that is a fantastic episode. But then when I look back at my favorite bits of The Office, I don't think about specific episodes. I think about specific scenes, like yeah. like when they have the um, Halloween uh, costume. Uh, you know, the voting for that, whoever wins this uh, voucher book. Yeah, the voucher book, and, yeah. And everyone's trying to get this useless voucher book for the Steamtown Mall. <laughs> and Oscar ends up winning it from doing absolutely nothing. I just found that hilarious. Or like when they have the basketball match. Oh, brilliant. That's it's just one fantastic. Of the, one of the brilliant earlier episodes as well from season one. It that. is. Fantastic, yeah. But, but then out of the four, I think Threat Level Midnight was always my favourite. Yeah. I it was. It was. I think it was always my favorite. I think just the there's so much. It's so charming that even though Michael has all these qualities that make him a bad person, that the entire office would, out of their own, in their own time, help him achieve this ridiculous vision of his Hollywood play, which, you know, isn't the best written thing. Um, would spend their time and effort to try and create this. This vision for him. There's something sweet about that, and lots of great cameos throughout the episode, really, of of, of characters from time gone by, isn't there? Going to be a clean up on Al Five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great one. Threat level midnight. I watched that again today, and I think as well, coming from from us as well, we you know we, we like to dabble in writing scripts and stuff, and we we've we've all been there, living the pipe yeah. dream of creating our own movie. So I think that yeah, just just it's it's so funny it's so ridiculous it's so there's so many great cuts in there the whole thing about dwight being a robot in it it just makes me chuckle every single time when it cuts away from when michael throws the drink on him and it just cuts away from his reaction he's like well what was the point of him throwing the what the drink on me or whatever and I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just those lines but like you say though when i when i think back to my favorite episodes of the office threat level midnight will always come up and the dinner party is there but it's dinner more, party, it, don't get me wrong, Dinner Party, The Convict, yeah, they're, they're all, they're all fantastic there. episodes. But yeah. like you say, I think that with The Dinner Party, for me, it, it's moments in that that stand out more than the actual episodes. Like, yes. the, you know, the, the, the actual, where they're actually eating, they finally get to eat the food after how, however long they've been waiting for. That whole sequence is brilliant with the neon light and the, you know, Michael with his sensitive teeth, this, that, and the other. And I find that bit, you know, all that brilliant. I, I always come back to, and I've said this time and time again to you, but my personal favorite episode of the entire office is the Scott's Tots episode, yeah. which absolutely yeah. shocked me to read that it's a, that's a Marmite episode for, for viewers, not because you either hate it or you like it. It's either you like it or you can't watch it because apparently the level of cringe in that is just too yeah. much. It's, it's a very, without, without, uh, without spoiling the episode, because it's, I think you can know the spoilers of, of um, the main story, but still enjoy the episode. I feel yeah. like if you've not seen Scott's Tots, then it is, it's just an incredibly written episode from from start to finish, and I think that what that's what makes it a good episode. It's not just yeah. certain moments, the the build up, everything about it, and you can just imagine Michael's character. There, there's a promise, isn't there, Joe? Yeah, there's a uh, promise that he's the most promise. generous. And you can, you <laughs> can imagine Michael making this this promise. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And the way he tries to um, go about the whole episode, it is a fantastic episode from start mm. to finish. And that is another one where the subplot as well is brilliant because that's obviously, it, you know, this is this is a time as well 
when I think um, Jim is also a co-manager at the time. And so yeah. you've got one manager going through this absolute bedlam with Scott's tots, and then you've got Jim in the office having an absolute nightmare because Dwight's trying to stitch him up for this employer of the month situation. Yeah. And they, the, just the fact that both managers are having this absolute horrible day. Yeah. I just, I just think it's just easily my favorite episode of the office. I could watch that time and time again. It's very quotable. Stanley's laugh as well. I will say as well, listeners at the start is something that you will want as a ringtone because it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, is, yeah. But tell me, tell me if you've got any others uh, as well that stand out for yourself, Joe. I think, um, I forgot the. I think it's stress management. Is it stress management? The name of the episode. It's where there. Uh, Stanley has a heart attack. Yes, the opening. Uh, of the, well, uh, he the... has a. Uh, he has a health scare. I think from start to finish, that is such a strong episode, and it's yeah. solely based in the office as well. Stress got, relief. That's what it's called. Stress relief. Stress relief. Yes. That's the one. Um, you've got a cold open from um, Dwight. That is just hilarious where he stages a uh, fake fire drill uh, and causes everyone to panic uh, just to prove a ridiculous point but because of that one of the uh, one of the people in the office has a serious health scare Dwight gets in a lot of trouble there's a there's a hilarious CPR scene which I'm sure has been gift more than anything else in the office that that particular scene of uh, Dwight with the CPR face on looking like Hannibal Lecter. I'm sure that's been gifted many a times, you know, putting animated gifts because it's just such a strong image. I think from start to finish for me, that is one of the strongest episodes. Yeah. So many funny moments. And, and, and again, it's, there's, there's a lot of moments in that, that, a lot that people will be familiar with just from memes and gifts, you know, the whole, yeah. Oh my God, it's happening. Stay calm. What's the procedure? Stay yeah. calm. Like all yeah. of that, like any, any, any breaking news, even it, it could be anything. It could be sports related. It could be film related, like, you know, anything at all that, that meme of stay calm will always, yeah. always make an appearance. And, and that's the thing with the office is that you, I feel that especially for me and for a lot of people as well, before they started watching it, they will have seen all of these memes and all of these clips and all of these, yeah. all these images associated with the office. But then it, it's funny as a meme and you're like, Oh, that's quite funny. And then when you see it in context and just, it makes things 10 times funnier when, in, yeah. when you see them in the real world again. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah. Uh, there's so many moments from from the office which you might know already. You might have even seen clips of it on YouTube, mm. uh, but to, to know it all in context just makes everything so. Much. I think another moment is where um, Kevin drops the chili. Yes. I think that's a, <laughs> another moment which people have probably seen in animated GIF form um, as some sort of like uh, disaster thing. You, you know, it's just so gifable, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but. Uh, to see it all in context and know what type of character Kevin is. It's yeah. just, it's just so good. Yeah. It, it, again, another brilliant, brilliant clip. And uh, one of my favorite clips as well involving like, cause similar, similar to the Kevin one, but not to that extent, uh, which I only realized as well. Um, I don't know if you know this, but there is a full version of the footage uh, when Michael falls into the koi pond in the, in, in the building that he goes to. Um, all right it was on I've, I've, i remember liking it on twitter and the full footage i think it's on the dvd genius. extras is it on the dvd extras think, it's got to be somewhere got the DVD as well box set. um i watched it all on dvd because yeah. i know it's i think it's all on netflix now isn't it yeah but it is yeah i like it on dvd because i don't think my internet was best at the time and uh 
and there is a lot of extras on there as well. So yeah. the, the box set's fantastic. Definitely, yeah, it's actually worth getting the box set on I'd DVD just like, for that reason. Part of me, because as I've already mentioned in previous podcast episodes, I'm obviously a bit of a collector myself, but I don't know if it's, I don't know weirdly if The Office is available on Blu-ray yet. And I, I, I until that day, then I'll just have to stick with Netflix. Oh, I, I, yeah. I don't know because I've I've got it on. It might be on separate series, but I've I've mm. just got the big the box deep, set. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's uh, it's definitely a box set that I would happily own and say it's up there with. Because yeah. now, like this is the thing. Like I, I, I love Friends. The, the obviously the TV show. I love Friends. I've I've watched that growing up and stuff. And um, comedy shows like that, uh, I find are very difficult to kind of compete with it. But this, I think The Office is definitely. A contender for it i think that i i find myself very much in i think it's probably because i've seen friends loads and I've, i'm very familiar with that but i find now watching the office just oh so more enjoyable especially when you've seen it yeah. three or four times in its entirety already um i i can't i can't for me place which one i prefer more like something like the u.s office or something like peep show because for me it's amazing how good the writing is in, is in Peep Show. There's very rarely a weak moment. But the sheer amount of good episodes, like the, the amount of episodes in the US office, it's incredible. They can just churn out all these episodes. Yeah. Like American writing is, is intense, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. 20 episodes a season. Just, <laughs> yeah, they can they can have these huge seasons, as in, in the UK, it's like six episodes a season. And that's, that's if you're lucky, isn't it, really? Yeah, that's it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And you know they they do they do so well and and even when you know a big character does depart in the office it does it does carry on very you know okay like like we've talked touched upon it's it's okay at best especially yeah especially season nine I don't think it goes any anything above average in season nine I think bringing in um, James Spader in season eight tremendous actor tremendous yeah. And, there's one episode in season eight, which is another f- a favorite of mine, and it's uh, Mrs. California. The episode of Mrs. California, yeah, where you know you want uh, it's it's the, ho- the whole mind games, and and again that complex that complexity uh, is that a word? Anyways, yeah. the complexity yeah. of, uh, of of Robert California is fully shone in that episode. Just how yeah. you cannot work him out as a person. Um, no, 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 and that, no. and and I think that that. That's what made season eight so great, and by that not carrying on in season nine, I think that's where it went when it dipped. But like we said at the start, the final episode is brilliant. But it, even in the moments where you think, "Oh, I can't stand this character," like for me, D'Angelo Vickers, that whole oh. thing was a bit ridiculous. But for me, the juggling scene is fantastic. That oh is yes, so so strong. The character of D'Angelo Vickers, I, I'm not a big fan of really, no. but that one scene, yeah. It just shows how good the writing is because yeah. it's so good. In fact, there's hardly any words in that particular juggling scene. There is, it's yeah. All, the choreography of it is is hilarious. It really is. It's it's brilliant. It's a very, very good scene from a very weak character. I will give you that, yeah. absolutely. Talking about scenes, I sent you a, um, a article about the most expensive scene. Yes. yes. I couldn't believe it when, when I read I that. I couldn't believe it either. So... The the most expensive scene in the office is to do with an engagement of uh, a couple. We'll, we'll try and avoid spoilers to, to the extent as, as much as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, but a couple get engaged, and rather than shooting it at a an actual location, which turns out to be a gas station, they built the whole set. Yeah, they built a gas station. They built a road around the gas station. They did a lot of 
stuff in post with green, you know, like editing on uh, stuff afterwards. But the fact that they didn't just use a real petrol station, oh. gas station, or a real road, and they've created this beautiful scene. It's a fantastic scene. Yeah, it, it really is. It literally lasts about 50 seconds. Fake rain as well, I believe they said yeah. about everything. The, the scene is about 50 seconds long. How much was it, Joe, again? Uh, was it, what was it like... $250,000 or something, was it? Something silly like that. A quarter of a million dollars? Get the link up. For 50 seconds? <laughs> Couldn't believe it when I read it that that was the most expensive scene. I'm sure I get the link up now. Um, I think I think looking at the scene after I read it and, and knowing that it's all fake, like not all fake, but, you know, like all constructed um, and it's not a real petrol station and it's not a real road and it's not a real this and that yeah. and a lot went into it. You, you are. Can, I can see where the money's gone, but yeah, when you watch it, you wouldn't even think that it's a an expensive scene at all. No, no, and you were right. It's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's yeah, staggering. Staggering. It's That's surprising. probably more than a budget for an entire episode. Yeah, you know, like it's insane. I was looking as well because uh, I, I sent it to you earlier. There's a joke in the office uh, that cost them yeah. sixty thousand uh, dollars, and it was a. And again, we're talking two seconds and two lines, if anything, that cost them this. Uh, because they this, didn't get permission. Yeah, they didn't get uh, permission for to... using this particular song in the joke, and uh, the copyright holders weren't happy with the joke. No, they weren't. It was in season. Is it season two or season? It must be season two. I reckon it's when. He's dating Carol, uh, Michael Scott's dating Carol, and he wants to go to, uh, where is it, Jamaica, and he starts singing yes. Two Tickets to Paradise. I've got Two Tickets to Paradise. Uh, that was it. That is literally the joke. Wait, wait, Joe, Joe, we can't sing that. We'll get sued. <laughs> I didn't sing <laughs> it. I just, sing said, that, right? I just said the lyrics. So they come at yeah. me, come at me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he says those lines, and it costs £60,000. That's, yeah, $60,000, sorry. My apologies. I need to get my... Uh, currency right but yes that is one of the most expensive uh, exp- or the most expensive joke um before we finish though because i say we're coming up to the half an hour mark and uh, i want to well not really not not say bore the listeners but want to make sure that we've had a nice uh, discussion about it um, yes there's a number of top ep- top episodes questionable lists out there as well ign in particular they did 25 best episodes of The Office and they placed Threat Level Midnight at number 23, would you believe? I couldn't believe that. That's uh, it's, it's surprising, but then again, it's not really set in The Office, is it? Okay, so then. I can, okay, understand, then. If, if, I can I, understand that. I'll raise you then. IGN put Stress Relief at number 21. Uh Stress relief should be higher. It's yes. a great episode. Yeah, stress relief should be. Uh, to be honest, threat level midnight should be in the top five. But if if you're going on episodes that are solely based in an office, <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do then because there's a few here. I'll tell you, I'm going to read off the top five of IGNs, um, and yeah. I've also got. I think I've got the top 10 best episodes according to IMDb as well. So we'll do the top five of that as well. Okay. But the top five on IGN, which let's just take this with a pinch of salt because. This list is the most questionable list. Google it as well, listeners, to make your own opinion on this. But number five was Launch Party, the episode in which Ryan starts running Dunder Mifflin, the website or some, whatever it was called, the website for Dunder Mifflin. Oh, Mifflin. right, yeah, yeah. So Launch yeah, that's Party, a good episode. Yeah, yeah, that's number five. That is a good episode. Fun Run is number four. That's a good episode, I'll give you that. That's a very strong episode, yep. yeah. 
The third episode yeah. is the Dundies. We've already mentioned that earlier. The very first Dundies, uh, which is, again, very a lot of heart in that episode. And I can understand why that's some fans' favourites. Yeah. Um, the Injury, which is one of my favourite episodes, was number two. And the first episode, of course, was Dinner Party, which we've already mentioned. That seems to just be popping up in the top of everyone's lists. Joe, you know, where's Casino Night? Is that on that list? Let's have a look. Can you believe that Casino Night isn't in IGN's list? That's a surprise because Casino Night's a very good episode. Yeah, there's well, a, there's a love triangle. There's uh, a lot of the supporting cast. In fact, it's, the writing's very good in that. Yeah, Kevin's very funny in that. Um, it's just a very good episode. Well, IMDb's top ten. They did a top ten, and Casino Night is number ten. Um, their top five is as follows. So you've got in number five, you've got Threat Level Midnight. Uh, yeah, and then number four is A A R M, which is that's a season nine episode. So I'm not even familiar with that one. That's to do with I think it's is that the one it says this two part episode aired a week before the series finale. So it's I think it's the build up to the to yes. the end essentially. So, uh, anyways, that's that threw my knowledge straight out, and I'm very surprised <laughs> that season nine episode is even in this list. Uh, number three was stress relief. Number two is. Um, I can't. I don't want to say that because I don't. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But it's 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 a farewell episode, and number one is the finale. I, I don't like this list because I think that this is. Is this that is based just... on actual TV rating? Yes, it is. It must be. It's got. So to it's be. based on how many people watch yeah. the episode. Yeah, that or, makes or sense. like the it's episode. the actual like review rating. Sorry, like what it got out of ten. So like on IMDb, they do everything out of ten, don't they? Like nine point eight or yeah. like seven, whatever. So yeah, the I, I don't agree with that episode. list is clever because there's a there's a there's a line from a character just before they they uh, go and he says uh let me know when this airs on telly yeah and it's just that it was that moment it was like it, it, it was such a clever line because you think yeah this is a mockumentary yeah. this is a documentary and that one line just brought it back. You forget sometimes that you're watching a documentary when you're watching, well, a mockumentary. a mockumentary. You forget you're watching that when you're watching The Office because it's so well filmed. You just forget that that's what it is. And that line, yeah. it, it just brought it back. It's yeah. a clever line. It is. It really is. But we are going to wrap this up very quick. Well, I say very quickly, but we're going to wrap it up very shortly, sorry. Um, which, again, I really appreciate your time to talk about The Office because I know how much you're a fan. You've been telling me to watch it yeah, for yeah, ages. I finally did. So we can, yeah, have fun with it. But I just want to end, really, by asking you straight up, then, what is your favourite slash best episode of The Office? It'll have to be... Uh, no, it's Threat Level Midnight. It was so good. I made an actual individual case for Threat Level Midnight as if it was an actual film, and put the DVD from the box set in that, because I, I wanted, like, a threat-level midnight DVD case. Yeah. I thought, you know, if, if he actually made it into a proper film, that's how sad I am. But that, you, can yes. watch the, um, you can watch it as a film without any of the cuts in between yeah, all can, on YouTube, yeah. which is brilliant yeah. as well. But I, I yeah. love Threat Level Midnight. I'm not surprised it's one of your favourites. It is definitely one of you know the, one of my favourites. But Threat Level yeah. Midnight is just, is just tremendous, and I, I think it's a great choice, and makes me want to watch it all over again. What's what's yours, Joe? What's what's your favourite? Mine's Scott's Tots. It's got to be Scott's, Scott's Tots. Tots. Yeah, yeah, has to be. Yeah. Has to be Scott's yeah. Tots. Yeah, it's it's Definitely. it's one that I find myself going back to, and I I just there's just so many quotable moments in that, and there's so many just just little doesn't even have to be a line; it can be a reaction from Michael that I find just just yeah. Just, 
brilliant and it's just great um but i really enjoyed this week's uh, podcast chatting about the office uh, i'm very much looking forward to getting you back on to talk about something else so we can definitely talk mate. about more tv or more films that's what we do on this podcast but it's been a pleasure looking having you featuring you, thank you that's this week's episode listeners of joe blogs about tv we talk about the best episodes of the office until next time take care